this is Joe Bunazar, and, and with Impact Basketball, we're really excited to partner with Coaching You Live and Coach uh, Brendan Fair and Kevin Eastman with our certification program. We've put together an online program for player development, uh, over 17 hours of video that we feel will really change the way players are developed and, and be very, very helpful to coaches, trainers, parents all over the world. So really excited to partner with Coaching You Live. Uh, we've, we've put a special deal together with Coaching You Live to provide a discount code of Coaching You Live entered in our promo code, all lowercase, Coaching You Live at our website, impactbball.com, impactbball.com. If you click on Get Certified, and you can go right to the page to get signed up, enter that Coaching You Live code, and you will receive the discount. But really excited. It's a great program. I think that it's going to change the way players are developed. That's been our mission since we started uh, training players 18 years ago, and it continues to be our mission today. Now we're sharing this knowledge for the first time with coaches all over the world. Hey, welcome to another podcast for Coaching You with the coach, Brendan Sir, and what a guest today, Kevin Eastman long-time friend, partner, and executive vice president of the L.A. Clippers. Kevin, welcome. Thanks, Brendan. A little bit earlier out here. but we're I know. I, I, I was hoping that we could do this at 9 a.m. Eastern time, but uh, you said no, that you'd, 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 that, yeah. That's my reading time. I know that. I, no I, one I, interferes I, with I, my reading time. I know we weren't <laughs> going to uh, interrupt your sleep at that hour. You'd already be up for a couple hours, but uh, tell me, the NBA season ended technically last night. The playoffs are starting this weekend. But for all the high school and college coaches and so many of our friends that come to Coaching You, they're already in their off season. I know you and I have been huge proponents for development of coaches and continuous learning. What recommendations do you have for those coaches already in their off season? Well, to me, the off season is about a uh, a choice, and you can make the choice to actually turn yourself off and not involve yourself in uh, basketball for a little while, a long while, or the entire off season. Um, but whatever choice you make uh, will will rear its head uh, once your season starts. And to me. Uh, the off-season really is the on-season, uh, and the on is defined by uh, uh, personal growth, personal development, personal improvement, um, just making sure, because you ask your players to become better uh, over the summer and to improve in certain areas. So I think it's incumbent upon the coach, uh, all of us as coaches, uh, to do the same thing. And it's not as if we physically have to go out and get repetitions in a skill but we mentally have to go out and get repetitions in the skill sets uh, that we need to be a good coach. So to me, as I've said this many times before, and, and probably a lot of the listeners have heard me say this, there's two types of people in the world. There are know-it-alls, uh, and they usually will be caught at some point. Uh, there's no next step on their ladder uh, to success. And then there are learn-it-alls, and uh, those are the people who go out uh, and continuously try to improve, try to develop, try to grow, uh, ultimately uh, to stay on course to become uh, what they want to become. So uh, the off-season really, to me, is the on-season, 
and I'm going to be on growth, I'm going to be on development, I'm going to be on improvement. And there's so many ways to do it. Um, you know, selfishly speaking, I think uh, the concept of, of, of coaching you live, uh, it, was put in, it was put into existence for, for one reason, to have the highest content, best speakers uh, give everything they have in the time allotment that they've been given. And uh, what we have found over the uh, over the years is that uh, uh, the, the the speakers do exactly that. And now the reputation is that if you're going to speak, you're going to give up everything you can that's in your head, all the knowledge, all the wisdom, all the experience, all the failures, all the successes, uh, so that all of us uh, can learn. And maybe you can help us skip a step. Or maybe the young coaches out there can um, uh, can get to the top of their ladder a little bit quicker than all of us have gotten to the top of our ladders. So uh, coaching you is is a way to do it. Uh, but I think as you go out and even in the, in the clinic setting in the clinic world, uh, you have to make sure you get into the uh, whether it be coaching you or another one, whatever the case may be, get into the get into those environments where. They're going to throw a lot at you, and they're going to challenge you to keep up with everything that's being said, and then they're going to challenge you to keep up uh, once you leave because all of us are on a seek-and-find mission in life. We're trying to seek and find new information, new ways of doing things, uh, new terminology, uh, new success plans uh, so that we can become what we ultimately dream of becoming. And... Um, but people see that's where they stop. That's where they get it wrong. They just think once I have sought and once I have found, I'm done. Mm -hmm. it, but it, it doesn't stop there. Uh, the best of the best, once they seek and find, they go on to the next step, which is to think and apply. So all these notes that all of us take from our readings, from our clinics, from the YouTubes, uh, from the articles, from the books, uh, in the on season, which we're calling it now, uh, what do you do with them? And uh, my philosophy has always been to be uh, once I take those notes and take them diligently, then I put a lot of thought to them and see which ones uh, uh, apply to me and my life and my goals and my dreams and what I want to become. So in a nutshell, I think all of us have to turn our mindset around. Uh, it's the on season right now, uh, not the off season. Kevin, that's Let's t take uh, our listeners kind of behind the scenes of what you and I do when we go through the process of determining who do we want to speak to our friends and the people that are there to learn with us. You had developed over the seven years. One of the real uh, things that caught my eye was when we were trying to decide who to bring in, you said they have to pass the test. And I said, what's the test? And you said, got to be someone I can learn from. And I thought that was – so we're selfish in that respect. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, but – We're uh, not selfish. I mean, right. Self from a personal growth, I mean. No, and I, I, I want all the listeners to put themselves into our minds and bodies, and, and I know they would want the same thing. So uh, we're being selfish not just for us but for all who attend. And, yes. um, and, and, and I really don't want this to – uh, 
to turn into a commercial for Coaching You Live as much as no. I want it to be uh, a behind-the-scenes look and taking them inside uh, how we put this together so that if they want to do their own one day, uh, they have a model. But it had to be those who uh, were sponges uh, in terms of uh, they wanted to their own life and their own climb up the ladder, they wanted to become the best they could become as a coach. And it didn't matter um, how they got there. Um, so long as they were willing to to tell us everything that they could in the time we had. And, and, and as you know, stories and jokes are, are not uh, – those types of speakers will never speak at, at, at the Coaching You Live event. Um, it's got to be people who are willing to give up as much content as they have in the time that they, they've been given. So, uh, you know, we've gotten the best of the best. Uh, you know, people who, uh, uh, follow, and, and the first, uh, the first time we did it, uh, first couple of years was only NBA coaches because the NBA coaches, not that they're the best in the world, but they have the opportunity to only think basketball all day long, all year long. So there's there's a lot of thought that goes into uh, and a lot of time that can be given uh, to thought that goes into right. systems, schemes, all of that. So uh, it was an NBA slant to begin with, getting the best of the best. Um, and our, our our listeners can probably go on and, and find out who those uh, people were. Uh, but there's world championship coaches in there. There's guys who have grinded their way to the NBA. Uh, as you go back and study, it's 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 all different types. And then we went, uh, okay, let's let's now get the best of the best uh, from the college ranks, and um, that became the the one standard there is you had to have been at a Final Four because we wanted to to be able to relay to people um, how do you get to the best at your level? How do you get to the top? at your level because it's all relative you can take the things you you learn from a billy donovan uh who's won back-to-back national championships and you may say well i don't get those players but it's all relative take the mechanics with which he was able to to get that group uh and that program there and then we um um then we always have of course our our traditional non x and o uh speakers and uh whether it be a george Ravling uh a john gordon um even some of our skill development uh, uh coaches that we brought in that aren't purely x no schemes uh plays sets out of bounds side out all that sort of thing but they're more about developing the player so um that was the concept uh uh as it started 7 years ago and um i i can just tell people uh regardless of whether i'm involved in coaching you or not Knowing how it's how it's evolved, uh, I would do two things. Number one, I would want to go to everyone from this point forward. That would be that would be just me if I wasn't even involved in it, because I knew that mm-hmm. they'd, they'd get great speakers. And number two, I'd probably go back and find some way uh, to either get the notes or the DVDs of of, uh, of all the previous uh, speakers, because I don't know how many times a year I go back and listen to. Uh, uh, some speakers um, that I've spoken because they, they just give you ideas and they stimulate your thinking. And you know what's interesting when we do that? And you and I, because we're running around during the event, uh, sometimes we can't focus our attention 
on it 100%, you're pretty darn good at it. Uh, but when I go back and I, I go through the notes and I go through the DVDs, wow, the learning is powerful. And the second time, it's even more powerful. So it's really changed the way I learn. Now, you have a great, great opportunity every day for the last dozen years to be next to someone that's a dear, dear friend, uh, a guy that I was fortunate enough to coach, but someone that's just, he epitomizes what a leader, what a coach, and a person should be. Talk to us a little bit about Doc Rivers and things you might have learned from him, things you learn continually every day from him, and what separates him, you know, from others, Kevin? Well, uh, the biggest thing well there's 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 a number of things and uh i don't know actually if i could say the biggest thing because as i continue to think about more things um they're important too but well, uh, some bullet points maybe that's yeah some good. of the things you know, that, that yeah some of the things that come to mind are uh uh his eyes and his ears his ability to see and to hear what's going on with the team. Uh, people talk about uh, continuing to monitor the pulse. Uh, well, that's great, but you also have to monitor the gas tank. You also have to monitor the emotional tank. You also have to monitor the confidence tank uh, because all those things, depending on the game, the situation, the week, the month, the year, uh, they change. So um, his eyes and ears are always moving, watching, seeing. Uh, he's a huge reader of body language because, as we say to our guys, it's, it's, it's our only window into what you're thinking. And um, if you tell us we're wrong, you're not thinking that, that's your fault because that's the body language that you gave us. So mm. don't put it on us. We're just reading the book you're putting in front of us. So... Uh, his 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 ability to observe and analyze uh and and almost read into uh what's going on with an individual player or the team um, his consistent uh not only work ethic but work effort uh just putting in the effort every single day uh like as soon as the game's over and we get on that plane to go to the next city I would say within 14 seconds on average when his uh when he sits in his seat his computer's open and the game that night is on and his uh notebook is out and he's taking notes on the game that that that, that we just played and then if if we're fortunate enough to uh well actually I should say if we're unfortunate enough to have a long flight um, um then he's going from the game we just played to the opponent we're about to play and just kind of reviewing some things through film and notes uh, for the next one. So his consistent drive um, to prepare uh, our team uh, is, is second to none. And, and to see it done on an every single day basis is incredible. Uh, the next thing that jumps out is uh, some people will say it's his ability, and I, I, maybe it is an ability, uh, but to me, it's a willingness, and that's what separates the, the best leaders from, from people who lead. Um, uh, his willingness to get to know each player as an individual person, and then once he knows that, 
to figure out, okay, how can I best work with this player? How can I get things out of him that he doesn't know are inside? How can I get things out of him that he doesn't even want to put the work in to get out of himself? And as you often say, how can I take this this uh, this player to places he not only believed he couldn't get to, but he never imagined he would even be close to that place uh, in his life. Um, so, but that all starts with uh, wanting to know uh, how the individual ticks, um, and then and that's all about uh, relationships and and uh, getting the players to trust Doc enough that they're willing to uh, probably tell him the truth about where they are, not what they think Doc wants to hear. So those are the things that connect. He has an amazing ability, Kevin, to connect with people, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, connect without question, and then to take it to the next level of, of uh, being able to to help them get to where they want to go and to help them mm. become what they want to become. The connection is the is the start. And then the relationship building is uh, is what allows you, and, and all the components of relationship building, is what allows you to then take them uh, and guide them and help them um, and discipline them, because that's part of it too, to become what they want to become. Ooh. That works in parenting and everything else, all types of leadership, doesn't it? Yeah, without question. He, he's an amazing thing. Now, um this amazes me about Doc is here's a guy that's a coach of the year person every year. My opinion, uh, you know, him and Pop, you know, are considered to be the leaders in the game. There's so many great ones. But the thing that amazes me about him is his incredible, um, maybe uh, his ability or his desire, his willingness to surround himself with a phenomenal stack of very bright individuals to really, almost with no ego, to have, he's got a bench full of head coaches. He's had it in Boston, and he's had it, he has it in L.A. What allows him to do that? Where some people don't want anyone of that caliber next to them. Um, because he, he understands he can't do it alone. Uh mm. You know the the best leaders understand that they can't do it alone. Uh, they may want to to have it perceived as them doing it alone, but you know everything we do in life. There's not one thing you do in life that you're you're not on a team. And you can say, well, uh, I started this company on my own. Well, your team was your parents early in life. It was a team yeah. you had. You're on a team uh, every minute of every day. So he understands that, and um, but there's I mean, as I've told you many times, Doc's circle is 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 very small, it's very tight, uh, and uh, in order to be in that circle, uh, there there you have to be egoless. Uh, that's the best part of all the staffs that Doc has put together. Uh, there's there's no ego. Uh, all of the staffs. Uh, and I learned this when I really studied uh, the first staff we had. I put a lot of thought to why was it successful. Uh, 
and 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 why did we win that championship in 2008 and almost win another one in uh actually our best team was 2009 uh but right. no one will ever know that because Kevin went down <laughs> Kevin Garnett and yeah, then in 2010 we got back in but there were three things uh that that stood out with the relationships with that staff and it was all based on who he brought in and that was that there was a a like a trust and a respect uh, for each other amongst the staff because what people don't realize is, you know, we always put the uh, uh, if you don't win, if you don't do well, it's it's it, it's either the head coach or it's the players. Well, you know, sometimes the the group that that really screws it up for a team is the coaching staff because they talk behind each other's back. Uh, yeah. They subtly say, uh, "Yeah, I know we're doing that, but I would have done it this way." Well, you never see, hear, uh, or will experience anything even close to that on a, on a Doc Rivers staff. So you got to be good people. You got to you, you got to you got to always operate in the uh, right versus wrong uh, world and choose right all the time because that's how we do it here. Uh, uh, you've got to you've got to have a, a, a strong uh, work ethic uh, to work for Doc, and you got to love what you do because. The best part about uh, uh, being in an environment and on a staff with Doc is everybody loves their job and they, they accept their role. Uh, doesn't we all have different? We all had diff, well, they had different roles this year. They all have different roles. I had a different role uh, when I was with Doc, um, but you have to accept your role and then you have to go out and execute it every single day. So those are some of the the, the components and reasons why. But the biggest reason why Doc has a good staff is Doc. The best want to work with them. Yeah, that, that's that. That is it right there. It, it's an honor and a privilege because you're going to learn and all, and you're going to get responsibility. That's that. Yeah. He, he's such an incredible leader. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's going to hold you accountable. Uh, yeah. You'll you'll take a hit during the year for sure, uh, but you're willing to take the hit because if a hit comes, uh, it's it's probably deserved. And uh, so, you know, uh, leaders have to, uh, you know, occasionally wake people up. You know, sometimes we all press the snooze button. And uh, that's where you have to keep a pulse of your team. And and that's a visual pulse, an emotional pulse, uh, 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 all the pulses that that could be involved there. Uh, And you have to wake an employee or an assistant coach up. (laughs) I'll tell you what. I, I've got goosebumps right now, brother, and uh, and that happens uh, every time I think about and talk about continuous development or improvement. Uh, I can't wait for this summer. Can't wait for July. Uh, to, you know, to keep learning. And I really appreciate you sharing uh, with our listeners today, who are you know tremendous coaches and have a high desire to get better. And I think this is just some great, great. Uh, tips for them, not in their off-season. Now it's their on-season. Kevin Eastman, you're a great friend and a sensational coach and leader. Thanks for sharing. Nope, my pleasure. Anytime. Thanks, Brendan.